A reading from the first chapter of the gospel according to Mark, beginning with the first verse. Excuse me, the fourth verse. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. A few Sundays ago, we heard the assurance from the Apostle Paul that what God had done and is doing through his son, Jesus, was done on purpose. Remember that? Not a mistake. Not some happy accident redeemed by the resurrection, but something that God was doing for a purpose. And Paul told us that it was done in the fullness of time. I told you a great metaphor for that is a pregnant woman walking into the hospital to deliver her child. In the fullness of time, Paul said. When the time was right, God sent the eternal second person of the Holy Trinity we know as God the Son to be born of a woman who is entirely and utterly just like us. And the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, John's Gospel says. And God the Son is sent, takes on our flesh, takes on our human nature as the person we know as Jesus of Nazareth. He is son of God. He is son of man, not a hybrid, but a 100% man and 100% God all at the same time. Jesus, like us, was born under the law, a law given to show us what sin is and a law that became a babysitter for us because we could not keep it. A law that became a disciplinarian and a harsh taskmaster, taskmaster. That's a hard word to say. Should have wrote it down. A law that becomes oppressive. A law that shows us guilt because suddenly we know what sin is. And Jesus was born under that same law. Born under the same burden that we carry so that he might free us from that burden. To redeem all of us who are unable to keep the law. 
He is born into our situation so that he may rescue us from it and transform us from being subjects to the law, enslaved by our inability to keep it, enslaved by sin and death, and to be the way for us in which we are received instead as adopted children who become children of God by God's own choice, heirs of God. And so Paul reminds us, Jesus is sent. You ever been sent somewhere? You've seen probably seen some of those YouTube commercials about how Southerners give directions. Y'all seen those YouTube videos? So I won't bore you with one of those, but I've heard some doozy instructions living in the places where I've lived. You go right up there where you see that little store, you know, it has a yellow sign out by the road. And what those people don't know is they took that yellow sign down four months ago. And so you just keep going looking for the yellow sign on the road or you drive along looking for a bow on a brick pillar. That was one of my favorite pieces of direction I was given recently. You know, a two inch bow is hard to see when you're doing 70 down a country road. <laughs> Jesus was sent, but we might ask how far? How far into our muck and mess is Jesus sent? We heard the story of Mark over the coming Christian year. What we will hear is the Son of God sent all the way through the cross and into the very mouth and belly of death. That, dear ones, is a far journey. One who was in the very form of God, Paul says in Philippians, but emptied himself to become like one of us. Taking on our nature, he poured himself out and became obedient as a slave, even unto death. That's how far he was sent. Jesus said about himself, the Son of Man did not come to serve, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. The journey to the cross, to be a ransom to free us from sin and death, begins as God is sent continues as God the Son, the eternal Word is made flesh through a woman named Mary. And a place is found for Jesus among us to identify with all of us who are impoverished by sin. And so he is sent all the way to the Jordan to be baptized by John. You might remember from one of the other Gospels that when Jesus showed up, John protested, said, Lord, Lord, no, it's, it's I who should be baptizing you. And Jesus told him, this is necessary to fulfill all righteousness. Baptism, it seems, for our part, requires submission. And Jesus steps into the water, identifying with all the people that John had called to repent for the kingdom of God is near and to flee the wrath to come. And John called them to receive a baptism for the repentance of sins. And one day he looked up and here comes Jesus. And Jesus steps down into that water in an act of solidarity with us, with every human being who would ever exist with every single sinner who would ever breathe. 
in solidarity with you and with me. He wades into our struggle with the power of sin and takes the struggle onto himself. Not because he had to or needed to, but because he wanted to. Some have wondered why Jesus would need baptism. After all, John says it's a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Why would Jesus need baptism if he was sinless? In 1 Peter 1, we're told Jesus is sinless. Peter writes, for you know it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. In the second chapter, he says he committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. In 2 Corinthians, Paul says God made Jesus who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In 1 John 3, we're told, but you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins. And in him is no sin. How far was he sent? All the way as far as to take our own sin upon himself. Why did Jesus need baptism? And the answer is pretty simple. Jesus didn't need baptism, but we needed for Jesus to be baptized. We needed for Jesus to walk into our mess and to take on our issue and our struggle. To receive the Holy Spirit and do signs and wonders in the same power that we receive in baptism. To remind us that God is at work in the world through him and through us who continue his ministry. I'm reminded of St. Athanasius' words in his little book on the Incarnation. He said it was for our sorry case, our sorry case that the word became flesh. So it must then follow that it was for our sorry case that the word of God, who dwelt in bodily form, submitted to baptism came down to the river to walk into our mess, to fulfill all righteousness. So one might wonder what credible reason could we offer to not receive baptism? I recently heard a prominent person in our culture say, I don't need to repent because I don't sin. <laughs> yeah. Read the Ten Commandments with a sober eye and ask yourself if you're free from guilt. Listen to Jesus' words as he expanded upon them and said, If you've even looked at a woman with lust in your heart, you've committed adultery with her. And ask yourself, are we truly sinless? Don't we know the guilt and darkness of sin and what parents today call bad choices? Don't we know that same struggle? Jesus wanders into that and then calls us to get into the water with him. When he sent his disciples out for the last time, he said, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. 
So we submit ourselves to the sacrament of holy baptism, instituted and received by Christ himself, so that we might be joined to him as he has joined himself to us, to receive the washing away of our sins, to be regenerated by the gift of new life, and to be marked as his disciples, as children of God, and heirs of the kingdom. Jesus didn't need to be baptized, but we needed for Jesus to be baptized. And so Jesus came. He came, giving himself freely. Today, as these young ones come to receive the sacrament of holy baptism, as their parents are asked the questions during the renunciation of, of sin, I invite you to answer with them and renew your baptismal vows today. Renew your commitments to Christ and remember your baptism. Remember that you are marked by the one who came to be marked as one of you.